0: And welcome, Roosters, to uh, Rooster Booster Time. It's the big guy, Scott Ferrara. That's Mike Grampuba, and I joining us, we have uh, a Bru- uh, Rugby United, uh, or Rugby New York. You see, I'm always going to say it. I'm always going to fuck it up, no matter <laughs> what. After fucking four years, Rugby New York, a new Rugby New York player. I don't know if, where he's going to be playing, because I know he can play fullback. He can definitely play center. But Jason Emery, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for
1: having me, Best of all.
0: Absolutely, man. You know we love we love to have new guys, new players to the team. And I'm already taking shit from one of our uh, he, Jason Zimmerman's probably the number one fan of rugby New York. Awesome. He's already given me shit. Uh, but yeah, now we love to have new guys on. Uh, we love to have guys um, who are playing rugby in the in 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 the states for the first time, specifically New York, obviously. And, and it's just great to for you guys to take time out. Um, so I think I'm going to get started with the first question. Well, let me you know what. Let me go through your, your CV a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, you started uh, your provincial rugby at uh, uh, Manawatu um, uh, Turbos, right? Uh, 2012. Yep. Yep. Uh, this yep. is all from Doug Coyle. So you guys can't. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's usually pretty good. Uh, played super rugby for the Highlanders between 2013, and 2017, making 35 appearances. Then for the Sunwolves between 18 and 19 with 22 appearances. You also play for Maori All Blacks, um, specifically playing against Japan and Kobe. And then uh, you went to Japanese Top League in the uh, uh, Manakata uh, Sanix Blues um, for four years. And then you went back to Matawatu Turbos last year where you were the co-captain. I mean, so you have an extensive... Yeah. At 28, you have an extensive rugby career in the Southern Hemisphere. And I think it, it fits with what Rugby New York is trying to do as far as their backline play. This is something me and Mike talk about often. You know, we kind not they're, they're, they they're have a mix where they want their pack to play what I would call Northern Hemisphere Rugby. Hard, strong, scrummaging, push them all over the line. But their back line, they want that free-flowing Southern Hemisphere style of play, and you fit right in with that. Um, so how how did you come about to, to come here?
1: Um, oh, so I knew Marty Bill, so he's obviously our head coach. Um, he coached uh, the Summles when I was there, so – um he actually wanted me to come uh last year near the end of the year but just because of the whole visa mm-hmm. yeah how long it would take to get a visa um we we couldn't uh quite get out of the line so he messaged me again uh early last year and um yeah it was i kind of came at a good time because we, we just went into lockdown in new zealand yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> and um i've got three three kids so you, you could imagine what that's like um, lockdown, oh yeah so. So, um, yeah, it was good timing, and um, I never would have thought I'd be playing rugby in America, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're loving our time here at the moment. And, yeah, just about what you said about um, how, I guess, rugby New York played the last couple of years. Yeah. We just kind of want to play like a tacking kind of brand, yeah. which, um, you know, one of our focuses is to bring, obviously, have more season season members. And I think the way you play, is that's going to help and obviously winning as well so mm-hmm. just want to play attacking brand rugby that that's fun to watch and um, brings people to games I guess and and members
0: yeah, yeah. you had that you had they had that style yeah. last year and I think with the acquisitions they have this year you know, and bringing sevens players you know who have wow. fit that style on the back line um and and I think even with the forwards you know we have attacking forwards guys like chance whengloski chance loves to pick the ball obviously butcher He'll kick the ball. He'll, he'll run with he'll do. Butchers, you know, everywhere. That. He's, a, he's a nut. Um, but it's funny. Jason is one of those guys you got to follow on, on Instagram. Follow him on social media. Um, when he was coming over here and boarding his flight, uh, it was right before a snowstorm. I message him and I'm just like, make sure you're wearing like you know boots and not flip flops and shit. You guys, are, you guys got summer down there right
1: now. And yeah, I, I rocked know. up in like shorts and a t-shirt, and then I saw that snow outside. I was like, I've just got a hoodie, so I rocked out. Uh,
0: that's great. That's great. So, you, got, yeah. you got a question, Mike.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. So you know, we talked about how you know, especially with the backs, there's like a, definitely like a southern hemisphere kind of style of play, yep. and you know, a feel to it. it but we're, there's also you know. Rooney or, you know, rugby New York is trying to get it's small, you Rooney. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, they're trying to get, you know, that, that steel worker mentality. How do the two mm. kind of, how do the two kind of meld? Do they meld? Is it, you know, is it, you know, are you guys creating your own kind of new culture? How's that all working out?
1: Yeah. We actually visited the Ironworks I think last week, which was like, for me, I, I didn't have you know any idea about what they did. And we kind of got a idea that they, they're kind of all in different little groups that, and they're they built towards one goal, so we've kind of brought that into our group. Um, obviously, backs and forwards are totally different, so we just focus on the main parts we need to focus on and, like, if we can do our own part, that should make, um, you know, our end goal, like, uh, reaching that a bit more realistic and, yeah, it was just a good comparison, especially for me, like, like I told you, I don't know anything about them and I just think it's crazy how they got no um, harnesses went up there and, Yes. It's, yeah, it was, that's the thing. Um, yeah, I think my jaw dropped when, um, the guy that was present, uh, presenting to us said that, so yeah, but we're definitely trying to bring that like workers mentality and, um, into our culture. And yeah, I think over time you'd see that, you, you know, keep watching us closely.
0: Absolutely. You know, this is one question I don't get to ask many, um, new faces that are coming to uh, New York. Yep. You know, you have this relationship with Koju, do you think it's one of those things where when you come to the team because you know his personality, he's coached you before at a high level, it's easier for you to kind of get with the group because you already kind of know how it's going to
2: work?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's 100%. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've, uh, you know, been playing with some, you know, All Blacks and stuff, and the advice they sell is, like, don't burn any bridges, <laughs> and yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've been any. I, I hope not on purpose, anyway. But yeah, like I wouldn't have got this opportunity if I, um, you know, obviously must have played well when Marty was coaching. And I guess how he wants to have the team run this year, I kind of fit into that. So that's awesome. And all right, I kind of know what he's about. So it's just about probably getting to know the players more and like how how everyone plays. And um, yeah, we only had one pre-season game last week, so we didn't get much time, but. We, we can do that out on the training field anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty simple, pretty easy transition for sure.
2: How has the transition been from coming from New Zealand to, you know, New York and or Hoboken?
1: Um, yeah, nah, nah, it's been cold here, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah, so we left New Zealand, it was about 30 degrees. I don't know what that is, Fahrenheit, but... Um, we got here like i said in shorts and and t-shirts so was a little adjustment but yeah all the boys said you know give it six seven weeks and you know the weather starts becoming better and um that's probably the only thing that that's been a bit tough for me probably is just getting out on the training field when i've got to wear probably six layers of of clothes (laughs) and can hardly catch the ball and pass it so i've just been carrying the ball so yeah but um we knew kind of what we'll sign up to and we train uh, indoor twice a week anyway, so we can get all those skills in and, and all that, but it, it was actually quite a nice transition because um, rugby, in New York, just, we just go into our apartment everything was set up. And so, yeah, it was like a real family kind of family vibe culture here. So mm-hmm. it's easy for me to, for me and my wife and kids to come in and nice. just get living. Nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, it, I think, <laughs> I think that's the, the best, uh, uh, use of the word family is, is knowing mm-hmm. how the, the team was the past few years. Um, with you know p- prior to to the Hoboken New Jersey City area move, you know, it was the same way when they were in in, in Harlem. You know, a lot of the single guys were together bunked up in a house. You know, the, yeah. the guys with families were obviously with their families, but all close together, all doing things. I know like you guys had a little scavenger hunt you had to do to get back from the ironworks and all that. Um, and I think that's the kind of stuff that pulls you together, and just you know, yeah, you cool. find out what people are about very quickly when you have to do stuff like that. Um, and I'm sure it's also a little bit of a culture shock when you see a guy like Chance. I'm sure he has no socks on; and he's like skateboarding down <laughs> the street in shorts, and you're in like you know layers. Um, yeah, that's, layers. Yeah, that's that's how it is. So apparently, that's 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. Uh, I, so I, I googled it, just to, which is fucking hot. <laughs> we don't get that till like you know July.
1: Oh yeah, oh, that's, yeah, no. So yeah, that's probably... and yeah, it's the
0: coldest January in seven years, according to our buddy Jason. But yeah, so I think it's, I think it's great though. You know, going right in, and, and you know that, um, you know, you're going right into in play the rugby, and, and it's, again, it's not just about the rugby. It's about the concept around how they yeah. want to build the team and, and this and foster mm-hmm. this, this thing. So speaking of how they're fostering, like almost a vibe. Um, yeah. I know our buddy Quinn is the man on the boombox at practice. Yeah. Um, what kind of vibe does this, the, the, does the music help you create while you're practicing and does he take any requests?
1: Um, oh, we've, we haven't had the chance to get the, uh, the old boombox out on the yeah. out, outside on the, on the grass, but yeah, he's, it was good today. It was quite a tough day for the boys and we had gym in the afternoon. So he, um, I think someone else was on the, on the speaker and he kind of just boot them off and turned his <laughs> own <them> on and, <laughs> Yeah, it definitely helped. I think certain days when you're feeling a bit, you know, low in energy, and we get to up. And yeah, I, I knew a few of the songs, so uh, that was good.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you're you're believe it or not, you're one of the I would call them one of the older guys yeah, in the yeah. crowd <laughs> compared to some of the younger guys that are on the team, like Quinn. So you know, it's it's there is a generational gap when you have a couple of years, even <laughs> something as small as five years. You know, the yeah. music can change. But, you know, that's another thing I think you get when you you watch, like, the NFL behind, like, the hard knocks and stuff. You know, they do these these tempo drills where they're playing the music to keep the tempo. And I think that's something that could, you know, that easily translate translates into your guys' practice session. And, again, pushing the pace at this tempo, everybody has the same – may not – you know, you may not be re- really listening to the music, but you also have this – all have the same thing in your head as you're doing this mm. this one movement. So I think it really creates a synergy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Sure. Now, now
2: here, here's a hard one. Real hard question for you. It's a two-parter. Okay. <laughs> um, high socks or low socks? And then plain boots or flashy boots? What do you prefer?
1: Oh, I'm definitely a low socks. I'm kind of like a um, few of the other foreigners. I like to cut my socks and wear like grip socks at the bottom. So, um, And I'm more like a, I kind of like looking at our uniform and picking out what color would suit. So at the moment, I'm rocking the white boots. So I just think that. It looks kind of nice with the dark blue so I'll see how that looks on um T V get get a few um <laughs> things off my wife's if it looks all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't know I don't know if white's flashy, but it just definitely has to look uh, you know the boots have to look good. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. I think if you guys wear the alternate black uh kit with the neighborhoods and the white boots make a look. Yeah yeah that would look good. That's that's a question. Uh, Mike loves the boots and the and the socks question. Yeah, it's it, funny because oh,
1: you, you get it's always so telling. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, every every you know mm-hmm. a lot of forwards like the like the higher socks. Um, they don't like, like they like black the plain black. Yeah, 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 yeah black, plain black. black nothing yeah. too flashy because they know that they're <laughs> not they're not fast. Especially the, the props. Like I can't get away with you know pink cleats or like neon green uh, cleats. So. It's you know, it's all it, it, you kind of you could figure out someone's personality.
1: Yeah, rugby. It's, usually the, it's usually the loose forwards that try and wear like the yellow and orange, like the kind of prize in the world. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: That makes them look a little bit faster than they actually are. Yeah, yeah. give them that extra edge.
1: That's hysterical. Don't tell um, them
0: that. <laughs> call out of loose forward. That's great. Um, well, my next question also has to do with kind of. um, you know style and things like that so rooney has uh, four kits they're home they're away and the two alternates you know the one the black one we just talked about and then the um the the style they call the nomad kit from from one of the old um new york clubs in, in the 20s with the collar and all that um if you had to pick one that you were going to buy
1: out of those four which one oh. would it be it might be like the, the um the old school one like it's just got that okay. like i haven't really worn A Jersey with a collar and like hoops in it, so I'll I'll probably get old school. Yeah, that's that's another one. It's funny,
0: you could tell a rugby fan (laughs) by the jersey. No, because seriously, because you know, a lot of the premiership teams are they're finally starting to get rid of like the collars and the hoops a little bit. And you know, Saracens are definitely away from the collars and and they don't really do hoops, but like you know, the the southern teams have gone away from the collars in a long time, like you haven't seen them in professionally in a long time. And you can kind of pick fans out almost like we're talking about the different personalities with socks and boots yeah. out. Who likes collars and who doesn't, and this and the other thing. But yeah, I like the old school. I like the hoops. You know, the dark blue, the, the light blue, the collar. You know, as as a traditional, you know, throwbacks, good. Um, I do. There's something about the regular kits though, with just that little facade of Lady Liberty just in the, the bottom. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, you know, that, that, it's simple. Cool. It's not yeah, it's not too much stuff, and it it's you know, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. We got to see. I'm I'm allowed to buy one kit this year. I haven't decided which one. You know, I got the neighborhood one from last year, so I'm like, do I really need another neighborhood one? But a black is cool. I don't know.
1: Maybe I can sneak two. Maybe I can sneak two if
2: my wife doesn't look at the credit card.
1: (laughs) Good luck with that.
2: (laughs) So then now to, uh, you know, the other question regarding jerseys is if you had to pick an MLR, one of the other team's jerseys that you had to purchase for yourself, which is you know, which is the other you know of the other MLR teams? What is your favorite jersey?
1: I like the um, I think it was last year's maybe or this year, uh, the other like LA's like the the mm-hmm. white or the like the, the white. yeah because um back in school uh, my high school in New Zealand we we were all white all white strips so that's yeah that might be the one I'd pick out of all like ha- the
2: so. Th- I I personally don't like white jerseys. I, <laughs> it, 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 there's clearly a nostalgia for the group, but I yeah. I have my reason for hating white not liking white jerseys is I my rugby team now growing up or you know right now had white jerseys originally and they were impossible to clean. Yeah, yeah so, but like, you're I not a
0: professional it. team. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's
2: the part of it. Yeah. You just
0: buy more. Like you know, it's always going to look at the start of the match. It's always going to look pristine the whites because they're a professional team it's not our fault you can't bleach your own freaking kit Mike. <laughs> that's true oh man so here okay so here's another one now we're pitting we're pitting people against each other in this question this is very i mean you might have a problem with the second row depending on who you answer who has the best head of hair max dacey or charlie hewitt
1: oh I actually like Charlie's hair. Um, I don't hear like Max, but oh, yeah, I'll probably say Charlie. I like the – it's like a little mullet mullet kind yeah. of setup up going on, and especially when it's nice and short, it looks – yeah, it looks – what is it we're looking for? It doesn't look normal. <laughs> I'm <trying to> <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, yeah. Max
0: has had his hair long. I mean, I was looking at his Instagram since – I mean, he was little, um, and he has oh, this, yeah? this glorious mane. Yeah, yeah. blonde But Charlie, there is some this look to Charlie. Maybe it's because he's so tall. So you kind yeah, of like, I, like, have you ever actually looked up at had to look up at somebody with a mullet? Because I've never had that. Oh, Usually I'm they're so always sure, short. I'm looking
1: up yeah. at everyone all the time. So. <laughs> 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 oh, and
2: then man. in the same day do you think that you know, rugby is due for like this hair culture revolution? I don't, I don't know if you know, but like, in the, you know, like North America specifically, there like with hockey there's like a very big like hair culture with you know guys with mullets and long hair and stuff like that it seemed like at once lockdown ended in new zealand all these guys yeah, are coming oh out with man. crazy haircuts yeah. like is this like this hair culture revolution happening in, in rugby
1: yeah i remember like growing up like watching dan carter he was like straightening his hair and stuff like that so there's like a phase of that and then they had like Sonny bull just had the you know like real short mm-hmm. hair and lined up mm-hmm. fresh and yeah, I think it does go through trends. And at the moment, it seems like the mullet's kind of coming back into because you got Richie Mwanga and, and a few of the boys mm-hmm. and all Blacks, right rolling the um, mullet. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I won't be doing that. So. <laughs> so, you know what?
0: Nobody's, nobody's come up with the Lamu with just the little square or triangle piece. Nobody does that anymore. It's just a triangle on the forehead. Remember, Jonah Lamu used to have just the triangle coming out on the forehead.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you gotta have a certain personality, I think, to be able to rock those kind of haircuts.
0: Seriously you gotta <laughs> you know be able and to fuck talk- people up on the field. a yeah, yeah, so yeah, target the on your
1: back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't have a hair like that and go out and I don't know, miss 40 tackles or something. <laughs>
0: so. Oh my I've missed 40 tackles. So <laughs> god. oh god. But yeah, no, I think I think I think yeah, there is a hair culture revolution as Mike called it, coming to this sport. Um and and again, translating over, you know, Charlie, you know, born in the UK been here for a while, but obviously that mullet style from the southern hemisphere caught his eye. And he's like, I can do it that way. Uh Ben Bonasso too, last year was yeah, starting yeah. to do the same thing. And Dan Hollinshead, it was it was Dan, it was those three guys, Chris oh, Matina. The same way, like a little bit shorter, you know, tighter against the thing, and, and you see that more in the southern hemisphere. And it's kind of moving it's actually. Right our way our way. head
1: coach is actually rocking the mallet. Oh, Marty's right doing there, it so. too.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ! I
1: think the boys <laughs> want to get picked, so they have the same haircut. Them, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's how you get in the twenty-three. Yeah, that's probably how you get in the twenty-three. <laughs> I got to do that. Maybe he'll give me a contract. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, just the last question before we talk about um, the MLR itself, um, you know. I think one of the biggest traditions for any rugby fan, right, is going on the away trip. Right? Mm. So, where are you excited to play away this season? Like, what is there a specific stadium? Is is it is it L.A. We're in L.A. this year. Is it Austin? Is it Dallas? Is it New England?
1: Yes, yeah, because yeah, I'm quite a big, you know, like basketball fan. Um, oh, I know. So, by the years. way,
0: I'll say this now: Jason blew us off last week because L.A. was playing Brooklyn, and he had to go see LeBron. <laughs> oh, I see so like, that.
1: Oh man, yeah, it was the best experience. I couldn't even sleep the night. Eh? I was up to like three. I was like, "Damn, I just saw the king." But, yeah, crazy. I'm sorry,
0: I had, to, I had to bust his chops about a little bit. Yeah.
1: it would have been cool if Katie was playing too, and and Kyra, you know, it would have been awesome. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, yeah, I haven't really had a, had a decent thing. But I think LA would be good because it's a it, is Coliseum, right? Is, it, is that yeah. where they play?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, and obviously they won it last year, so I think that'll be like both awesome experience, and then playing against a good team too. So, yep. yeah, for now, I'll probably have to say in um, mm-hmm. LA. I think that's the
0: one of the matches that scares me the most, the reason being is we were the first team to beat them after their seven-game win streak. So I'm going to assume the guys who are you know still on that roster from last year will have a grudge against us for knocking their yeah. perfect season out. So, you know, that's just me. Uh, Mike knows <laughs> I get a little nervous. I, I'm very superstitious. I think about those types of things. I've just been thinking about it since the last season. Um, and and honestly, when we beat them, it was the crowd and the energy uh, in Jersey City pushing pushing uh, New York on. Um, one of the one of the greatest victories I've ever seen. But anyway, I digress. So let's talk about the start of the MLR season. So obviously, yep. you're on a bye week, mm-hmm. Jay. Um, does it kind of like is it going to be hard for you? Are you, I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to watch a little bit of the other teams, but like, is it yeah, kind yeah. of hard for you to say like I'm not playing this weekend when everybody else is?
1: Uh, I think. Oh, like for me personally, um, I've only been here for maybe like two or three weeks, so I think an extra week is kind of good just to you know get those combinations going and and learn the game. But I think as a team, it gives us like an extra week to kind of kind of refresh. We we got a few niggle uh, injuries uh, last week, so kind of gives us extra week and uh, we get to watch um, you know opposition play and kind of sit back for the first week and then we're into it until I think after LA, I think our next buyers if I'm if I'm right. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yep. Yeah. You guys trip out to LA and then you have a bye week until I think the yeah. next home game is Atlanta or maybe the third doing the game. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But um we got some great matchups going this first week. Mike, who's who what, what matchup are you most uh, looking forward to?
2: I have two I have two good matchups that I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh Nola and the Free Jacks is my my Saturday game. That's like my Saturday game to watch. Um, I think you know both teams are going to be incredibly competitive in the East. It's another Eastern Conference rivalry. And then uh, my Sunday game to watch is Seattle and Toronto. I think Toronto's got a lot of proof. Yeah, Uh, yeah, they uh, they you know they had a a crummy crummy season last season, partly being due to being stuck in you know Atlanta for the entire year and then seattle as well had you know an underperforming season so i think you know both teams are going to come out and you know really show that they you know they've made some off-season acquisitions and they're ready to play some rugby so those are my two games i i'm really looking forward to watching
0: yeah no i agree i think uh new orleans free jacks is gonna be great i I do want to see toronto play now that their players aren't you know x amount of you know, miles from home, they, you know, they were, they're playing in Toronto, they're practicing in Toronto, their families are there. We know that was a big issue last year, even though Atlanta was gracious enough to let them play and, and use their whole compound and stuff, which is always in the spirit of rugby. Um, yeah. And it was great okay. to see, but it obviously affected them, right, throughout the season. And it kind of – it's funny. They were the, the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Their point differential combined was just a negative one on the season. I found that to be interesting. Oh, okay. Um. But I, you know, I think one of the most anticipated matches is Austin versus Dallas, which is the first leg of the Texas Cup. Um, you know, so I mean, and then you also have San Diego, Utah. I mean, there's not a there's not a bad matchup here, Atlanta, DC, and then also uh Houston versus Giltinis. You know, that San Diego, Utah match is always a grudge match. Um yeah,
1: really
0: you know, you, yeah, and the and the way Utah plays, like sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. San Diego obviously had so many injuries last year they were depleted, so now coming into the, you know, having a full preseason, everybody back except for Dylan Oddsley, who unfortunately was taking this season off after his second catastrophic knee injury last year, poor guy, wrecked his left knee two years ago, wrecked his right knee last year. And and, yeah. Right. But Smartly, in my opinion, taking a year off to just really fucking relax, get right and come back strong next season. It's going to be hard because we do, I do. I mean, Dylan Oddsley, you know, fucking had some great plays, but yeah. So I I don't see a bad uh, matchup on this schedule. But I also have this anticipation because unlike other sports, you know, you as much as you want to look at the team and what they did last year and what they could do this year, between roster changes, front office changes, you know, um, new teams coming in the league finally, you know, what's gonna happen? Is Seattle gonna come back and, and have that like you know attitude of all right, you know, we were we were kind of been juiced last year, you know, we're gonna come back. We 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 have a better roster, you know, we should really take on it, you know, Toronto. Is Toronto gonna come back and say, hey, this is our year? people have to come visit us, you know, we're going to, they have to cross the border, you know, can can we do it? And then, you know, again, you have the whole Atlanta saga with, you know, what's going on in Atlanta and a player being, you know, cut from the team recently from an arrest, you know, the, the head coach leaving, you know, uh, abruptly new ownership, you know, after the death of the previous owner, you know, so what are they going to do? How are they going to react? So there's a lot of like questions and up in the air Mm -hmm. stuff that like,
1: Oh, it's exciting that yeah. yeah, and yeah. that—that's yeah. the thing. Like, I, I'm—I
0: wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams beat their opponent. You know what I mean? Like, I can't definitively say this team is gonna win. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, yeah, yeah, sure. I, mean, yeah. I know
2: Nola's gonna beat the Free Jacks because we just hate <laughs> the Free Jacks. I'm just you know, <laughs> i you know, I I want to see. You know, I think LA made some nice additions. So I think they're going to come out strong. The real question is, you know, I, I said this last night when I was on the rugby rant is like every team improves. Like it's it's not a question of teams not improving. You know, teams are improving. Teams are always adding you know players where they think they they need them. Uh, That's it, the only way forward in rugby is you know, or the only way to get better in rugby is to go forward. You can't stay still. But the question is, did you know you go move forward enough? So you know, did you know the Houston get enough guys to make them incredibly competitive, or did everyone else just get that much better? And it, it even though Houston got better, they seem you know, they seem stagnant. Um, so that's I think that's going to be the real question. Is, you know, going with with that game, and so. And that's with all the teams, you know, Does San Diego make the, uh, <laughs> like Jason,
0: the... <laughs> Jason throwing shade at her boy, Hanko, out in
2: LA. <laughs> uh, but like, same thing with San Diego, like San Diego's got an older team. You know, they they brought back Rob Shaw. I think uh, Ma Nanu's mm-hmm. back as well. Like, mm-hmm. are they, you know, are they looking at older talent as compared to you know, newer talent? What's, you know, what's the deal? I think it's so, it's going to be an interesting kind of, you know, battle of philosophies to begin with. Well, speaking, yeah, speaking of
0: Ma um, so, Jason, Nanu's coming down. Open field. Are you standing in
2: front of that freight train?
1: <laughs> oh, man, I'm a, I'm a rugby player, so I'll, I'll get in front of him as long as I can slow him down. And that's someone else. just so. Yeah,
0: listen. That's all, that's, I keep telling young players, just get in front of him, slow him down. Eventually, somebody who is bigger and stronger will get there to help you.
1: you know, that's been the story you of my life, man. Are you playing? Just get in front yeah. of him and <laughs> slow him down. Yeah, Hold listen, on
2: for dear life. That's why yeah. it's a
0: team sport. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why it's a team sport. And guess what? All of a sudden, you have two guys in support, and he got to let go of that ball. What happens? It's going the other way. You yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we've seen guys last year. It was Evan Minturn. Literally, Evan Minturn tackled a guy with one hand and pulled him back from the try line from scoring. Like, you shall no. not pass with one hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was – It was um, straight. Yeah, one – was Cam Dolan last year for New Orleans and, and one. The ball was just sitting free. They didn't extract the ball from from the breakdown, and it was sitting in the opposing – uh, a try area, and he just jumped over the pile and and, and grounded it. Yeah, and it's just There's no yeah. offside line. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, there, there was no there. offsides, mm. and he was just thinking like, holy shit, it's free. They're not, they're talking to figure out what they're gonna do. That's a live ball. Boom, jump on yeah. it. Sometimes it's it's just a matter of that quickness. But um, yeah. So I listen. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm excited yeah. for obviously I'm excited for New York. I'm excited to watch rugby this 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 weekend. We got six nations. We got. Uh, MLR. Um, so if you if you're gonna watch the Six Nations, go down to um, our buddy uh, Cormac's bar, Pig and Whistle on 36th Street, Jay. If you want to go watch Six Sweet. Nations, yeah, that's yeah. where to go. Wondering how I'm
1: gonna do that. Yeah, so, how I'm yeah watch so,
0: rugby, so yeah, yeah. So uh, no, Sorry. go down to the Pig and Whistle. Speak to our buddy Cormac, Let him know you play for Rugby New York. Okay. Don't think it's good for the girls to go down there because it gets packed. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm actually it, I got some brownie points for the wife Yeah. So <laughs> For a couple of
0: hours, <laughs> there you go. So, go down to the pick and whistle to check them out. Um, we're going to try and do a watch party uh in the weekend after when you guys take on Houston on uh, I believe it is Saturday, um, the 12th. Um, so we're going to try and get a watch party down there, uh, and cheer you guys on. Um, and other than that, everybody, enjoy this weekend's rugby. We got a ton of it going on. We're going to start the MLR season. I'm very excited. I'm Scott, the big guy, Ferrari. That's Mike, the grand Pooh, Bob, Barazzini. For Jason Emery, thank you so much for being on the show, and we'll catch you guys at the next.